This is the Cancer Boss Method Podcast, the place to be when cancer sucks and you don't want it to. I'm Leslie Nance, survivor, cancer coach, and healing mentor. Come learn the truth about what your role is in your own healing. No BS, just real strategies from a cancer coach who has been there, done that. And I'm talking about healing. Let's talk about the D word. (laughs) I'm not talking about like the D word you might be thinking of. talking about the D word when it comes to healing, when it comes to cancer, when it comes to, um, you know, getting a new diagnosis. And that word is denial. And it's a strong word to throw around, right? It's a strong word for me to say, you might be in denial. And, and it's like somebody can't call you out on denial because if some, you have to like realize it yourself because if somehow somebody calls you out on denial, it feels very um, like you deny the denial, right? So let's get down into that and talk about that for like the next half hour or so. By the way, thanks for joining us. You are listening to The Cancer Boss Method, which is a podcast that I do from time to time when the when it strikes me, when I feel like I want to talk about something, um, just coming here and sharing my thoughts with you on this. Um, so my name is Leslie Nance. I am the host of the show. I'm also the creator of Any Stage Cancer and The Cancer Boss Method. I am a certified holistic cancer coach, a certified holistic nutritionist, and I have been a breast cancer survivor since 2012. So I have seen a lot of this lately. um, And I I was trying to put my finger down on where it comes from. Like where is, where is this denial like mindset coming from? And I find more times than not women who I speak to on a regular basis, um, not necessarily my clients because they are learning how to get out of that denial. Um, but women that I speak to, you know, that are interested in coming into the program, interested in working with me, that they are in a deep state of denial. And denial can feel like overwhelm. It can feel like frustration. It can feel like anxiety. It can feel like anger. You know, it can feel like when we hear a doctor talk about our diagnosis that we feel like they're talking about somebody else completely or like all the air has been sucked out of the room. Um, We feel betrayed. We feel abandoned by our body. But denial can also show up in a pattern of like, you know, becoming like this, I'm going to do this. I'm going to kick this thing's butt. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get through this and just going completely all in that way, mentally, emotionally, and physically. And I have to tell you, either one of those is not healthy. Those Neither one of those ways are are a way to heal. You don't have to build up this fake resilience to what is happening to you. And in some cases, it's a massive sense of denial that you leave yourself with because what happens is you wear yourself out quickly and then you start to blame like cancer treatments and you start to blame, you know, um, uh, the cancer itself. And then you start to blame, you know, not being able to withstand, you know, what is happening to you and you start to feel weak. And the, all of that is, is completely out of balance. 
And so denial can show up in a lot of ways. It can show up in a, 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 a lot of parts of our lives. And just like I always talk about, cancer does not just affect you physically. It affects you mentally. It affects you emotionally. It gets down into all parts of your life. It like aches down into different parts of your life, your relationships, your um, you know, your family, um, your checkbook, your kitchen. I mean, it gets into everywhere. And so when we're in denial, we can really feel that overwhelm, that frustration. And you might be experiencing like high, high highs, and you might be experiencing low, low lows, and you can't seem to find the balance. But there's something about denial that is even more dangerous than that, because sometimes that's just something we need to go through. Like we need to go through the high, high highs. We need to go through the being the oversimplification of like, I can do this. I can get through this. I'm going to, you know, when the rubber meets the road, I'm going to, you know, beat this thing to a pulp. Um, and then, you know, getting down into the hopelessness and thinking you're doomed and that you're going to die. And I have to tell you, when I was diagnosed, I went from the high, high highs to the low, low lows on an hourly basis, not even a daily basis, but on an hourly basis, because I was trying to find my balance. I was trying to figure out what the middle ground was. And I had experienced a trauma being diagnosed with cancer you know, is, is experiencing a trauma. But the most dangerous part of staying in denial is the opportunities that you miss. So whether you're staying in the high, high highs or the low, low lows, everything, and I mean everything, is going to feel scary about what is happening to you. Doctors start using words like biopsies and surgery and chemo, and you start thinking about all the lifestyle changes, and you start thinking about what you should have done differently, and you start having horrible disruptive you know, thoughts around what could possibly happen to you now that you have cancer. Whether you want to think about it or not, let's face it, we all think about our mortality. We all think about what if this thing kills me? And in some ways, normal life just starts to feel like you're on edge and you start to feel like nothing. And I mean, nothing is ever going to be the same again. And trust me, I can describe this so well because I have been there, done that. (laughs) Maybe someday literally write the book on it, (laughs) right? Not right now, but anyway. But because it's so scary, we like either enter this, you know, this confusing time of our life completely blindly and we accept anything that we think will get us out of this mess or this situation, or we're the complete opposite and we reject it all because it all feels like it's, it's there to harm us, that it's there to, you know, ruin our lives or that we feel like it's not really happening to us. And when I say, you know, accept anything or blindly accept anything or reject anything. I'm talking about treatments. I'm talking about way of life. I'm talking about, you know, um, uh, 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 really just having our, our, our cage rattled. And, and then we get, we feel like we're not good at making decisions, but all of this is a form of denial. And it can show up and, and, and create patterns of sickness. It can show up like a lack of appetite. It can show up like sleeplessness. It can show up like hopelessness. It can also show up like I was describing in that warrior mindset where you go all in and you wear yourself out quickly. But it's scary. What is happening to us is scary. But what happens is in that denial is that we lose and we miss the opportunities of healing on our own terms. We miss the opportunity of, of taking stock and looking at all the things. Imagine if you could have a cancer diagnosis and you could go into it calmly 
And you could say, okay, I hear you. What are my options? You could hear those options, not be afraid of them. Walk away from that, you know, that moment going, okay, here are the options that I have. These are the things I could do medically or holistically and be able to make good decisions for yourself. Now, in reality, that typically doesn't happen. And if it did happen to you, then congratulations, because you're like, you have some like some sort of superhero mindset. It doesn't mean that you're not in denial still, though. (laughs) There still could be a form of it creeping around. Denial makes us do things out of balance. You know, we, 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 we read a book, we get a book and we're like, oh, this book and it has a really fancy title about cancer and anti-cancer and it, like everything looks right. Like there's a, there's a guy on the cover that, you know, that, that his teeth are so white. It looks like that they've never been used before. And he's wearing a lab coat and his arms are crossed and he looks super confident and the title's really compelling. And we start to read the book and we're like, wow, this makes sense. But it's like this extreme crap that you're trying to do. And then you get into that warrior mindset. I'm going to kick this thing's butt. I'm going to get rid of this. And then you go all in. And you change the way you eat and you change the way you think and you change the way that you do things in your life. And still nothing's happening. Sometimes you feel worse. This happened to me. I actually started feeling worse. I started feeling sick. I was losing weight at a, like a, a ridiculous rate. It's because I was scared to eat anything. I thought everything I was putting in my mouth was trying to kill me. Now, that's my own story. You may not be in that extreme, but I was really struggling with like, what are the next steps of this? What are the next steps of healing? How do I move towards, you know, getting this thing out of my body? And so I was in a a deep state of denial, trying to understand what comes next. But denial is dangerous and we're not really super willing to admit that we're in it. It's not something that just like comes rolling off the tongue or rolling out of the heart or rolling into admitting that we're in denial. But a lot of times the things that you're struggling with, you know, when you're sitting in a dark room and you don't want to come out for anyone or anything when your friends call you and ask you if you want to go out for dinner and you're like, no, I can't, I can't do that. When you go into your doctor's appointment with the, like, just incredible fear and anxiety about what they're going to say or what they're going to propose. When you walk into your chemo suite and all you can feel and hear and smell is death and danger and sickness. When you watch them hook you up to all the, the, the tubes and the taking blood and sticking you and poking you and prodding you and all the things that you have to go through. And all you can think about is this is it. This is how my life is going to end. When you have a poor relationship with food, when you can't sleep at night because the thoughts are just swirling around, around what comes next. When physical pain actually manifests itself and you're, you know, you've not had any pain whatsoever in your, in your you know, where the cancer is, but now you know where it's at and you can physically feel the pain of it and it just comes out of nowhere and you're like, what the heck? When you're trying all the craziness of diets, when you're reading a thousand books, when you're just scanning through Facebook looking for somebody who has the same story as you that survived this thing that you're going through, 
when you have a hard time looking at your kids, not knowing how long you're going to get to see them or if you're going to get to watch them grow up, when you can't even plan for your future because you're worried that maybe there's not any significant amount of future for you. When you're screwing on that brave face for everyone around you, but you're screaming into your pillow at night, maybe not literally, but figuratively, just in total panic about what is happening to you, but you don't want anybody else to see it because then they'll worry about you. When you have thoughts of death that you don't tell anybody about, when you start fantasizing about how you're going to die, or is it going to be painful? You don't tell anybody that. You will not admit that to anybody. We try to push those things out of your head, but it's just it just feels impossible to do so. And then you have to get up the next morning and make everybody breakfast and show up in a way that, you know, that like nothing's wrong. Or you're completely broken and everybody knows it and you feel embarrassed. You feel sad. You don't know how to cope in life anymore. Everything has changed. Nothing is the same. All of that, that huge like diatribe that I just went through is all denial. But denial robs us of opportunities. Now listen to me when I say this and listen well, because when you're in denial, you have the blinders on. It is cancer bossing you around. You miss the opportunities when a doctor says, hey, I have this opportunity for a trial or I have this opportunity for targeted therapy or we have this opportunity surgically or we have this opportunity to use nutrition. When a cancer coach comes to you and say, hey, look, I'm going to give you a way out of this. I'm going to help you recover faster between treatments. I'm going to show you a path of healing. And we just skate on by those opportunities because the denial that it's going to work the denial that we're in blinds us to those opportunities. We're not allowed to see them for what they are. We think our doctors are out to get us. We think that they're out poisoning us. They think We think that they're in it for the money. Who cares if they make money, if they have a fix for you? We just think everybody's out to get us. And the one thing that we shouldn't be trusting, the one thing that we should be working on getting rid of, the cancer, we just let it roll around. In extreme cases of denial, and missed opportunities, we, are, we don't even do cancer treatments. Now you might be saying, well, Leslie, you didn't do cancer treatments. No, you're right. I didn't. But it's not because I'm against them. It's because they couldn't tell me that my cancer treatments were going to be effective for my particular cancer. There was no certainty. There was like a 20% chance that it would be effective for my cancer. And for me, that wasn't enough. But you know what? 
I had stepped out of denial at that point. I had accepted what was happening to me and I was able to see that opportunity and make that decision. That's exactly what I'm talking about today. Decision-making becomes easy once you take the blinder of denial off and you start looking at opportunities. So I started asking questions. And my doctor, my oncologist, she was amazing. And she said, Leslie, if you don't do the cancer treatments that we're recommending, we being the board, being all the people that looked at my case and you know evaluated it and they came up with recommendations, if you don't do what we are saying to do, what are you going to do? And she said that without judgment. She didn't say it because like, oh, I'm right and I'm going to, but had I had the denial blinder still on, I would have missed that moment in time, that opportunity of hearing her. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, your body created cancer and you, you can't ignore that anymore. But if I'd had the denial blinder on, I wouldn't have been able to hear her or see her or feel that she truly had my best interest at heart. And I said, well, I don't know. Do you have any, do you have any opinions about what to do next besides the cancer treatments, besides the 12 months of chemo that you want me to do and the surgeries and the, all the things. And she said, yeah. And she pointed me in a direction to get the help to help me heal which at that time was a naturopath who was amazing, who helped me. So looking through the lens of denial, we miss the opportunities of healing. We can't hear them. We can't see them. We can't feel them. Because in some cases we're in denial that it's even happening to us. In some cases we're in denial that there's an, there's an opportunity for healing. In some cases we're in denial that cancer treatments could be sufficient and solve the problem. In some cases we're in denial that we need a lifestyle change. In some cases we're in denial that cancer hasn't filtered down into every single part of our lives. But the dangerous part about denial is those missed opportunities. So let me challenge you today. Just for a moment, close your eyes, put your hand on your heart if it's safe to do so. Obviously, if you're driving or somewhere you can't do that, don't do that. (laughs) Okay. But if you're in a place that it's safe to close your eyes, put your hand on your heart. I want you to just take a moment. And I want you to imagine what it would be like to have the information that you need for you and your body for healing just right at your fingertips. Knowing and understanding what will work for you, getting yourself out of that denial spiral, not having to fake it till you make it anymore, not having to warrior up, but simply and easily unlocking all your healing potential with a whole life plan. Understanding what your body's potential is for healing, understanding how to use treatments in diet and mindset to your advantage. 
not being at war with food or your cancer or your treatments or your body for that matter. Imagine what it feels like to have that kind of freedom, even if you're in active treatments right now, even if you have active cancer, even if you just got the news, even if you're facing surgery, even if your life is being threatened, even if you know you need to make massive lifestyle changes, even if you're having those horrible disruptive thoughts, imagine what it feels like. There is a way I can show you how to get out of the denial that we've talked about today and get you into the flow of healing. That is what I do for a living is taking women to that point of clarity, that understanding so that cancer is no longer bossing you around. Now I'm not using this as a platform today to like sign up and do this and do that. But if you're interested, you should reach out to us. It's super easy. The website is anystagecancer.com, anystagecancer.com. You can go right there, watch our free training, connect with us, however, whatever suits your fancy there. Read more about us, read what our clients are having to say. But in this moment, what I really want you to know is that you have that potential. Whether it's with me or not, you have that potential to get out of denial, to find the opportunities of healing and to heal your body, your mind, your heart, your soul, your life. Create an inhospitable environment to cancer and to disease. That is the opportunity for you today. So I want you to walk into that with eyes wide open, looking for opportunities of healing. I want you to walk into it with your ears tuned into listening for those opportunities. I want you to open your heart fully and accept that there are opportunities for healing because cancer is not your destiny. Now, if our podcast today has resonated with you, or you feel like, whoa, like this chick knows what I'm talking about, like she knows what's going down, <laughs> then please connect with me. I would love to hear your takeaways. If, if nothing else, just hearing your takeaways from this short, like 25 minute conversation today. If you feel like somebody needs it, make sure you share it with somebody. Maybe somebody needs to hear these words right now. Please share that out. Make sure you follow us. Look, I am only here to help women transform. I am only here to teach you how to heal. I'm only here to give you the tools to create that momentum in your life. Cancer is not your destiny. All right. Thanks for listening today. I look forward to connecting with you um, as you journey through your own cancer healing path and unlocking that potential within yourself. All right. Have an amazing day today. If you have enjoyed this episode, it's time to connect. Make sure you follow this podcast and check out all the socials on anystagecancer.com.
If you're ready to talk about your own healing using the Cancer Boss Method, then click the link below this episode. Hey, and remember, cancer's not your destiny. Okay, I'm outie.